Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Janelle, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast. Joey Janelle always goes in. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye bang. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson and available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell next to it. Make sure you always get your new Going In Raw notifications. New, new, new. If you hit the notify bell and then click on all. In theory, it should work. Yeah, if you're listening to us in the audio realm, which you can find Wherever podcasts can be found, yeah. you can find Going In Raw. Leave us a rating, review, or a comment. Helps the show immensely. Also, if you're watching us on YouTube, live or, or in demand, on demand, whatever. On. Hit that like button. Just don't hit it. Just smash it. Smash it. And uh, let's try to get it up to 659 likes. 666 today, likes. 600. On the dot. Uh, yeah, let's try to get that there, man. 666, not too much to ask for. If you're a big fan of AEW and you want to see it do better in NXT beyond just the ratings, which it seems to do every single week, yeah, we didn't ask to smash the like button until the end of the NXT review, so you can show you can show those NXT fans yeah, who's, who's the, the best real winner of the Wednesday by hitting Night that Wars. like button, and that's really how to do smashing it. it. Whatever, smash not a number of times, so it stays. That's good. Uh, so yeah, there's that. Be sure to follow us on the Instagram at Steven Larson. Huge, huge updates there. We got more of these. The search for Big Red. Something actually newsworthy. We got more of these in stock. Yeah. Friendo yeah. Club shirts. They just came in. They're right there. Friendo Market. They're right there. Friend, we can smell them. They're right there. Friendomarket.com is where you can find those. They look great. And then, of course, we've got a, a new Teespring store. Sort of, you know, just for we can't we can't always pre-produce, make sticker shirt sticker packs. Yeah, we've got the pro wrestling tees, but I kind of like I like that the Teespring has the shirts underneath the videos. Yes, here it's nice on YouTube. That's really cool. So we've been playing around with that a little bit too, uh, and we've got a uh, we've got a new shirt there as well. This one might get us a cease and a cease and desist. I don't see how. Where's the damn? I mean, thing? this it's it's 
it's uh, it's it's broad enough that I mean, you know, if you if you know your stuff, you can see, you know what you're referring to. But at the same Look time, it's broad enough. I don't know if you could trade. Let's see if it, let's see if anybody knows what this means. Yeah, what's that about? What does I that don't mean? Know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't what it know. Means. I just threw a bunch of letters on a shirt. Yeah, I was like, it was like I just picked random words out of a hat, and that's what you got. And I put it there. So if you know, it sounded cool. It, you know, it rolled off the tongue well. So like, why not? Let's make Beast it a thing. Fears, bro. Let's make it a thing. You know, that's cool. We'll make it a thing. Or if it's not a thing, that's fine too. You can buy it or not. Show your support to whomever it might be referencing. Anyways, uh, so yeah, I guess we'll just uh, hop right into this unless you have anything else to add. No, Any, nothing else to no add. No big programming notes. Tomorrow we're going to do our SmackDown review live. I'm re I really like our SmackDown reviews mm -hmm. now because we drink beer during them. Yeah. At some point, I'd like to graduate to shots. Sure. Uh, I think that'd be fun. I'll bring some whiskey from home. And it's just SmackDown's kind of a boring show these days. Yeah, it is. So it's just fun to sit back, throw down some beers, and, uh, and talk shit. What, do you, what booze do you want? Whiskey? Gin? Vodka? Uh, we'll, tequila? We'll get there. We'll cross that bridge at Midori. another time. I'm not yet at hangman page levels of booze and Peach schnapps. On the job. Peppermint schnapps. Yeah, peppermint Gold schnapps. There you go. There you go. Uh, chartreuse. You ever yeah. had that? Uh, how about this? What if we do... Wait. Can we find the recipe uh, of uh, Joaquin Phoenix's brew from The Master? It Ooh, was, what was in there? <laughs> wasn't it like... It was like turpentine? Oh God! He would just find random chemicals That's sitting disgusting. around. That would kill you. <laughs> it didn't kill him. He was fine. It was also a fictional uh, uh, movie. True. Good point. Well, well, was worked. it though? Was it? It may have been based on something, but it's fictionalized. And also, you just can't go from uh, drinking uh, occasional beer to drinking turpentine. You got to build up to that. Oh, man, let's you just, to, well, let's then just, you're gonna die. I'm just ready. I'm ready for it. Anyways, my Are you body ready can, for the the embrace of death at that juncture. My body can handle it. I'll be like, uh, I'll be like Nick Cage. You eat like too much McDonald's and your body rejects it. So you think your body can handle turpentine? And I have like one friggin' McDonald's cheeseburger. My body starts falling apart. Oh boy. Feeling better these days though. Eating a lot of greens. Yeah, now. I just had a salad too. Yeah. Yeah. I had mac and cheese now, but tonight I'm going to have a salad, just straight up salad. Let me ask you something. I'm just going to have a bag of spinach let like me, the old friendo let roads. Me, yeah. Uh, let me ask you something. Is it easier for you to do it that way as opposed to eating a salad for lunch? Like when you're at home and you're you, you're eating a salad and then the rest of your family is eating stuff that's not salad, is that hard on you? No, because like I've got so I've got two teenagers they eat in their rooms. Mm. Uh, I eat around five mm -hmm. by myself mm -hmm. um, before Lacey gets home, mm -hmm. and then she gets home and I'll prepare something usually for her because mm -hmm. she's had a hard day of actual work. Mm -hmm. uh, so no, not really. One thing I don't do though is I won't make something that like I know I can't resist, like my burritos. I make those sometimes on the weekends, but I don't make them for the whole family like during the week anymore because I know I can't stop at two. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I don't do that anymore. Right. So I just get them stuff I know they like and that's good for them. All right, just curious. Yeah. Just curious, like psychologically that's a battle for you. It would be. It totally would be if we ate like as a family, yeah. like a communal thing. It would be I would not be able to do it. Yeah. So I'm fine. Like I eat, you know, I eat a lunch. I go home. I mean, I'm freaking miserable. I hate it. I feel better on the inside because I'm eating a little bit better these days. And I'm like exercising every day. I feel better. Psychologically, I'm a wreck. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. I like to eat crap. What do you and put when in your, I don't eat crap? What do you put in your spinach salad? Do you, do you flavor? Do you put any flavor in it? Or is it just, <laughs> or is it just green stuff and dressing? No, I put like a little bit of ranch on it, like a little bit, so I can barely taste it. And I've got also, I've, so sometimes I'll put like I'll chop up some celery, carrots, uh, some onions. What about some bacon? Put a little bit of bacon. I in there? put some bacon bits right, in there. Good. good. Uh, and then I've got like they've got like the little salad 
crap mixture stuff. Yeah, yeah, that you yeah. Just sort of toss in there. What and about get some uh, crunch. Yeah, you need some texture in there. That's good. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, like some grilled chicken or something. Sometimes, yeah, I'll do like some salmon or some That's like good. chicken. Okay. Sometimes. Right. I mean, it's not like you're just eating uh, leaves. No, I put a gun to my head. I hate it. You're you're getting some it feels like calories. It. It's like whatever. <laughs> That's what I kind of feel like if I eat it. Maybe I'll just suggest this. When I eat my salad, I try to do it at lunchtime. Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, so at least I end my day food wise on, on a positive note. Although the like all the crap I dump my salad, I don't mind them. Yeah, I it's just, just more an amount thing. I feel like I, I ate lunch an hour ago. I already feel hungry. So like philosophically, and there's no science behind this. I feel like for my body, like historically, this has been the case. If I eat heavier earlier in the day and lighter later in the day, like I feel like if I because I weigh myself uh, in the morning after I've gone for my run. Yeah. And so like I feel like that before you eat. Uh, yeah. Before I eat my breakfast. And so like I feel like if I if I like the earlier in the day I get rid of like my heavier stuff the better because my body will start just, you know, metabolizing. And then I have like something light uh-huh. for dinner and like, it's not like I'm going to wake up with a brick in my stomach. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So was well, it, you're not supposed to eat anything. I feel like eight in the, in the evening. Yeah. That's why I eat at five. Cause yeah. like I'm trying to do the thing, but I'm eating between like nine 30 and five. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm, I hate it. It's, I have to find like, I don't know, but what? Okay. Okay. The same way. If you eat your salad for lunch, I'm not saying you go overboard for dinner. But I'd be miserable here anyways. And right. on top of that, if I'm going to have a salad for, if I'm going to have a salad for lunch, like if I have the chicken or a salmon, I like to have it like fresh, fresh. Yeah, totally. Yeah. If I just bring it in like a freaking thing, I'm going to be even more miserable. You wouldn't want to deal with me that way. I mean, I deal with you as it is. So I know. Imagine me worse. <laughs> I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> oh, it's possible. Anyways, uh, AEW is a fun show last night. I watched it first. I watched it live. Yeah, I, I always watch AEW first. I felt like a show. I do too. I don't know why. Like, I think I just like, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Uh, I think I just prefer, like, everybody go away and then I'll watch NXT because I really want to soak it in. AEW is such a goof fest that I'm fine if, like, my kids are running through the house or whatever. I guess for me, NXT, I know what I'm going to get. And There's that too, yeah. It's predictable, but like the quality is generally pretty consistent. Where the AEW, like the first hour, I thought Dynamite yesterday was really good, and the second hour is like slapdash. Here, let's throw that out there. Let's throw this out there. It didn't seem to be quite as cohesive as the first hour. Let's see here. And they had the through line of Mox. Slapdash is exactly how I I I describe like after, AEW in general, especially after the Brit interview, which was great. Oh, that was great. Uh, and then it's just like a bunch of stuff. Like SCU is matched against Hybrid Two Y, yeah, and it was all just to to motivate a Dark Order video. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, the pa- the pack promo was really good. It, it was, was shot really, really well. well. It was really well done. Put that in the first hour is great, and like I understand the how Private Party, Darby, and Inner Circle are all kind of tangentially related. Mm-hmm. How did Private Party come about uh, uh, tagging with with Darby Allen? That's what I don't get. Yeah, you know. And all that was just in the end to get back to Mox. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. The, the, the first hour felt stronger, felt a little more cohesive. That's just, you know, kind of my... Yeah, yeah, on. yeah. No, I, I feel you. I liked, I liked... You know what I really liked about this week? I liked the little things. I really liked the MJF Butcher Blade Bunny video package. How it shows him handing the envelope over. Even with the giant Young Bucks uh, in writing on the envelope? In yeah, ornate lettering? I did. Hmm. I did. Um, look, it's it's here's the thing, dude. It's AEW. I inherently understand that they're going to go cheesy. That's why I'm pretty sure Christopher Daniels is the exalted one. 
I'm almost positive because he was supposed to be. Was this ever actually confirmed by Christopher Daniels? Oh, it's supposed to be the higher power. Or like Bruce Pritchard that he was supposed to be the higher power. Was that ever confirmed by I anybody? I don't remember. Um, but I, I know that rumor's out there. That's out there. That's been out there forever. And so I, I'm pretty sure he's going to be the exalted one. I, what I kind of get the idea of is, so we had heard it originally was supposed to, and this is one thing that you can probably take Meltzer as, at, at face, or as fact, because he's like good friends with all those guys. They wanted Marty to be the head of the mm-hmm. Dark Order. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. They probably don't know if they're going to get Matt. So they're probably moving ahead with an actual concrete plan at this yeah. point instead yeah. of just waiting for somebody to sign. Yeah. And so I, I get the feeling that it's going to be Chris Daniels. Because it's a throwback. And that's just very AEW. AEW, they tend to be tongue-in-cheek and, and a bit corny. Yeah. And so that envelope with the Young Bucks on it, I thought that was great. I thought I thought the whole thing, I thought it was shot really well. It was very simple. But I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was simple and shot well. I mean, it was a little on the nose with Butcher and Blade actually being butchers. Working in a, a meat market. You know, so I, they, I, I didn't understand. I didn't realize it was a vocational gimmick. They could have. See, I'd like that. The, they could have dirtied it up a little bit. Sure, they could have made a little bit more snuff film butcher uh, or deli, whatever. Delicatessen. What's that? Uh, Tony Venucci says the SCU hybrid two math was simply a match motivated by both teams paying tribute to Kobe. I got that for SCU. And he says, and La Parca, which makes sense. Oh, the skeleton the outfits. Skeleton. Yeah, okay. All okay. Right, yeah, I didn't pick that. That's good. I, okay. didn't, I didn't pick up on the La Parca thing. That's, That's cool. Yeah. Uh, I was just thinking Donnie Darko when I saw that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was all right. Yeah. Oh, the the butcher blade thing. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's kind of corny. Yeah, I know. I know. It's funny. you're real, you're real picky and choosy about what the corny stuff you like and what you don't like. Oh yeah, sure. Because like the brandy stuff is corny, but you're like, oh, this is garbage. And then uh, this, which I just is think, I think just think corny. Yeah, I'm not sure. If, I mean, let's. You know, we should. Yeah, we should do that sometime. You can try to. It'd be like the uh, what was that couples game. Where are they the newlywed game was it? Yeah, it was the newlywed. How well do you know your partner? Bob Eubanks hosted. Game? Yeah. yeah, where like how well do you know your podcast partner? Yeah. Because you're right, there's some stuff that it's corny, and I don't know if anybody can figure out what I'm going to like or what I'm not going to like. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Maybe it's because it was a 24 frames. I don't know. Did you see uh, Sean Ross app? He was at the show yesterday and said that uh, Luther and Melanie Cruz turned on Awesome Kong. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, I did. So maybe they realize the Nightmare Collective thing isn't working. Spoiler alert for Dark, right? Well, I mean, he put on Twitter, so. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. Um, um, so they realize the whole thing isn't working, and yeah, they're kind of hitting then, the reset. And they didn't, they didn't air these, but I don't know if they were intended to, but like the the Brandy psychiatrist oh, yeah, stuff. Yeah. I never, I didn't watch those. I saw those. I yeah. don't know. I just, I see. I think my thing with the Nightmare Collective is that I just think it's really ill-fitting for Brandy Rhodes. I think she's immensely talented. Mm-hmm. And I've seen, like, when her and Cody were in New Japan. and Oh, that stuff was great. That press conference they had. Mm-hmm. And they just play off each other so well. I kind of want to see, for both of them, that come back. Because um, Cody was more of a dick. And I understand that he's, like, basically their top babyface. Oh, and yeah. he can't be that. Yeah. But I really like that stuff. And I just think that even if if brandy was the head of a heel faction acting like that i'd be okay but yeah, yeah, the mystical cool. stuff is mm-hmm. not for me mm-hmm. um so yeah but no it's definitely I, I actually really appreciate AEW for the sort of cheesy wcw stuff that they do i like it i like the arn stuff yesterday too <laughs> i love that he chest bumped a ref do you like his play card you know the only thing i don't like about all that is cody cody's entrance how he ascends from the floor and it's all dramatic and stuff. And he's got like his grizzled old football coach with him. 
I don't know. It just, it's like, just come out to your theme. Like, don't wait for your theme to start. Just like play the theme, come out of the damn tunnel like everybody else. You don't need to well, come from the ground. Not everybody else. It's Cody. It's the it's theatrics. Too much. If you notice, notice, I don't know if this has been a constant thing, but Arn, like, he walks down first. Like, he's the center of attention. <laughs> yeah. And he's up in the ref's face. Is this going to be a thing where Arn's like, oh, I have spotlight on me now? I'm going to like it the enforcers coming back. It seems a little soon back. for that, but right? I mean, it feels yeah. like it's going there pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, but no, I thought it was I thought it was fun, man. I it's AEW is always fun. I think that's why I watch it first cuz it's just you're right with NXT, you sort of know what you're going to get. It's like I'd rather focus on like, man, the the excellent matches they put on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but then with AEW, it's like I never know what I'm going to get. Yeah, I know. Like if it's bad, I might really enjoy it. If it's good, I might be bored by it. I don't know. Sometimes I just like bad. Uh, John Moxley started the show with a promo, um, and he starts talking all sorts about Jericho's past misdeeds. He mentioned stealing Rey Mysterio's mask. He yeah. says he even punched a woman. Yeah, Shawn Michaels' wife. Yeah. I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he was talking about all this stuff along with the stuff that he's done in AEW. And uh, Mox says, I'm sure as hell no saint, mm-hmm. but uh, 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 championships don't mean damn. If uh, you don't, if you have no honor, you don't carry yourself with integrity. Oh, something going on at your house? Uh, it's probably just a car pass by. Mm. Yeah, I don't see any nefarious characters outside. So. And he says, "I Jericho, he's insecure, he's a coward, he's a bully. If there's anybody I don't like, I, I don't like bullies." That's mm-hmm. what Mox says. And he says, "I'll take the title from Jericho at Revolution. There's nothing he can do about it." not about the kind of man you are. It's about the kind of man you're not. Mm-hmm. That got a reaction. That line got a reaction from the crowd. They're all, ooh, ooh, ooh. So it calls out Jericho and says, here, you got a beating coming. Uh, come out here and take it like a man. Uh, Jericho comes to the stage. He calls the crowd typical Cleveland idiots. Ooh, wow. Uh, and calls Mox a jacked up, cracked up Jack Sparrow because mm-hmm. he has an eye patch. Yeah, he did a little Jack accent. Jack Sparrow doesn't have an eye patch, though. You're right. Yeah, I guess you're right about that. But you typically think of pirates with eye patches, like yeah. Ricky Scurvy's yeah. uh, little avatar. Yeah. He's like the SpongeBob pirate. Yeah, I suppose. He's got an eye patch. Uh, Jericho said, Oh, I was talking to your mom backstage, Mox. <laughs> uh, and he said he, she was looking especially, especially fetching this fetching. evening. Uh, and then said, I had to apologize to her because everything that's happened to you, your eye, so on and so forth, it's going to happen to your revolution. That's all your fault, Mox. Mm hmm. Um, and uh, he says, Mox, you think you think what it's got to you, you think you got what it takes to be champion? You didn't got what it takes to blink both your eyes. Ooh, yeah. Oof. Um, it tells uh, say inner circle, come out here. And he says, We're not just alone. Oh, sorry. He, uh, Moxley says, Hey, uh, it looks like a five-on fight. It's not going to be. I was like, Oh, he found some friends. No, he was talking about the what are the what's the audience going to do? They like he's inviting, he's inviting a riot to happen. Essentially, for a second, I thought that is, are they going to have some plants, like some Mox fans, some plants, like come out of the stands? No, he was trying That's to a say really that dangerous with, thing with the state of Ohio behind them, he could That's do anything. Awful. That's terrible. I didn't. That's yeah. I don't really like this level of baby face from Mox. Uh-uh. I don't remember Stone Cold ever saying, "Oh, I got all the people here in Worcester, Massachusetts behind well, I me." I don't know if he would. I think for Mox is just because he's in Ohio and he's from Ohio. I know he's from there. That's in Cleveland. He's from like Cincinnati though. That's he's the from side of the state. Yeah, upside the side of the state. I don't know. If there's any sort of Cleveland Cincinnati rivalry. Oh, I'm not privy to that either. 
anyways, he did the OHIO thing, and Jericho made fun of it, which is kind of funny. Um, so anyways, Jericho, uh, or Mox tells Jericho, it's not going to be a 5 one fight. It's going to be five against Mox and the entire arena. Again, inviting a riot to happen. And it wasn't even that, because then Inner Circle, they say, we're not alone. Santana and Ortiz brought some South Bronx street thugs. It's five of them, so now it's ten on one. I'm assuming these were local competitors. I would suspect, yes. <laughs> okay, because there was, after that, uh, Ortiz first comes down with an axe handle, and he steps to Moxley. Ortiz was touching his front area quite a bit here. Maybe he needs manscaped. Um, so uh, Mox uh, sort of jaws him a little bit, and then he just suddenly drops him with a headbutt and then a dirty deeds. He charges into the inner circle, but before they could you know, basically beat the crap out of him nine on one, yeah. uh, uh, security some refs and some security comes down. Uh, Mox drops the dirty deeds on a security guy who was certainly a local competitor, and then he leaves through the crowd. We'll see him later. Yeah. After that, uh, the aforementioned Butcher and the Blade Delicatessen uh, vignette. Oh, no, this was, this was an abattoir. An abattoir. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good word. Where MJF goes in there and uh, with Wardlow. Yeah. Gets a, a huge envelope of money, turns it over. It's, you know, like a standard mailing side mailing envelope. Who do you think wrote in cur- perfect cursive the Young Bucks? I'm going to say Wardlow. <laughs> Spider, you, you wouldn't expect him to have a, a great handwriting. A calligrapher's hand? Yes, and yet he does. <laughs> this was like really well done. It was very ornate, yes. Yeah. And I took a class in calligraphy I did like too. a long time ago. I did too. I really? Think we, I think we had to do it in junior high or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It wasn't like a dedicated it class. It was like part of art class or something. Something, like. yeah. Cause, you Why know, the teach hell you should we know about calligraphy? Cursive. Like no one writes in cursive now. I don't think any of my kids... I mean, they're all like a couple of our teenagers now. I don't think any of them had calligraphy. I've never seen any. They still teach kids how to write in cursive. Though. We're that old. Like we 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 learned how to stamp letters with the wax well, what, seal. You didn't mention a calligraphy <laughs> class. We had to write an actual parchment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think I actually do a project on parchment though. Yeah, I think I did too. So that sounds right. Anyways, uh, yeah, he handed. Were you in Mr. Payne's class with me? Not with you, but I, ha- I think I had him one year. Okay. Um, he was an interesting fellow. You think he's still alive? Oh, I don't know. Can't be. Um, so uh, MJF hands Bunny an envelope of money. Uh, a huge, intricate script. The envelope reads Young Bucks. That's what I was like. Okay, are we, that's kind of Are corny. we sure the envelope wasn't in, uh, what did you say it was? Parchment. Parchment. Maybe. <laughs> um, and then uh, Bunny, like, there's a little nod or something. And so at first you see Butch and the Blade in their uh, uh, butcher outfits, like actually butchering meat. Mm-hmm. And then we go to MJF, we come back as, I think MJF's leaving, and we come back and then they're in their wrestling gear. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, Braxton Stutter has his, his mask on and everything. Yeah, you know, I, it just reminded, it was like a Boom Studios WWE comic. Mm-hmm. The kayfabe thing's really silly. We just didn't know it was a vocational gimmick, but apparently it is. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed. If I mean, if you had said, hey, what's their gimmick? I mean, I would have been like, I don't know, like old timey fighters. Like, what's their what's their job? Yeah, like old timey yeah. fighters, and they're just called the butcher. No, they're actually they're actually butchers. The butchers, yeah. It's a vocational thing. Yeah. Would not have suspected that. So well, they, I don't know. You watch the wrestler; he was like a cheese guy. Worked in deli, but his gimmick wasn't like cheese guy. <laughs> That's a good point. Like his catchphrase wasn't "Want some cheese, lady." He was a cheese lady. <laughs> so, not a vocational gimmick. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, 
it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, so anyways, Butch the Blade versus the Young Bucks is next. MJF comes out in commentary. I mean, Butch the Blade got some offense in. Not a competitive match, however. <laughs> this is the Young Bucks pretty much doing whatever they wanted to do. Yeah, I know, man. I know, I know. This guy, I did, I did really like MJF on commentary. Yeah. Though. Because he was invested in this match. He wants to see the, you know, he, the funny bit was when he was saying, I can't swim. Swimming's for, uh, I forget what the first thing example was, but he said, and fat people who have to wear their shirt in the pool. And they talked to Tony about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the Young Bucks win with the Melster driver. As soon as the bell uh, rings, uh, Butcher and the Blade are on the attack. Uh, Kenny comes down, hits Butcher with a V-trigger, and then, man, Hangman Adam Page stumbles down the ring, beer in hand. Goes to Matt, hold my beer. Matt obliges, hits a buckshot lariat on Blade, gets his beer back, downs it. All in one fluid motion. That was rad. People marked out big for it. That's the the hangman page. I marked out for this big time. I thought it was fantastic. Um, And yeah. So, I mean, you have to appreciate, even though like later on, there is an interview segment where hangman was Ticking it to them. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, hey, he came down. He helped his friends. Uh, he got his beer back. It, and felt very, it felt very obligatory. Like, well, I got to do this. Yeah, but he did it. Yeah. He did. I was actually shocked that he did it. He didn't want to. He felt obligated to do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is life. It's, that's life. Sometimes you just got to do stuff you don't want to do, even if it's your friends involved. Adrian C. says also MJF had to correct JR when he called him Matthew. That's correct. Oh, God. Yeah, dude, just proving everything Dr. Baker said later on. That was a really good promo. But first, uh, Matthew. a real fun match between Nyla Rose and Big Swole. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, this was cool, man. I love Big Swole. She's great. Yeah, she is great. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, just a lot of really good back and forth, hard hitting stuff. Um, in the end, though, Nyla Rose wins with Powerbomb, even though, like, Swole was. Doling out all sorts of kicks and forms mm-hmm. and all sorts of great offense. Mm-hmm. That wheelbarrow uh, flatliner she hit was amazing. Yeah. Um, she just goes for a form, steady eats a spear, powerbomb for Nyla. Nyla picks up the W. Man, here in chat, Dr. Matt Baker, DMD, says Taz and JR should be doing commentary. Get rid of Excalibur. My friend, I'm not sure what you're, you're, you're I, don't, I don't think you understand what you'd be missing without Excalibur. Nostalgia is a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> I think Taz and Excalibur. Would be just the dream that team. Week. It'd it was be that the one, dream that team. one week. It was Taz. It was Tony. It was Excalibur. Yeah. It was really good. It was really. I think Tony good. would be fine if Jr. was not there. I know. I he know. would just stay on Taz instead of getting wrapped up in whatever fantasy land Jr. is living yeah. in these days. I know. 
Yeah. Uh, next, uh, Kip Sabian versus Cody. Uh, yeah, Arn comes down with a play card like an NFL head coach. Mm-hmm. And later on, Excalibur says, that's a scouting report. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I really like... It's so asinine. It is. I really hope... I would really... I would really I mean, this would be messed up, but it'd be great if Cody was like, you know, at some point you overhear him say, he's not really a coach. I just felt bad for him because he's really old. He didn't know what to do after he got fired. <laughs> I feel like this he's is a family more, friend. This is more productive than him being an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he can't podcast all day. <laughs> it's like an hour a week. <laughs> <laughs> he um, just putters around his house doing yeah, nothing. He doesn't do anything. So, like, I give him some wrestling film to watch. He comes up with some completely, you know, non comprehensive scouting report. I'm like, great. Looks great, Arn. <laughs> great. Yeah. He comes up to me with the elevator and he starts walking down. And he starts walking ahead of me, but I'm the wrestler here. It's the same reason we hired JR. <laughs> just all just a hell of a drug. Just felt bad for the guy. Um, I really like Kip and Penelope Ford's chemistry. Yeah, they work. Re- they work really well together. He has the perfect, like, attractive, but God, you want to punch him in the face. Mm-hmm. Like MJF is just kind of ugly. Like Kip Sabian is a really handsome man who you just want to punch in the face. He's got that smile that's just like, oh, mm-hmm. but he's so handsome. Yeah, he's a good looking dude. MJF um, is legit ugly. He thinks he looks good, but he's just ugly. You think Penelope? I'm the spec. This, I thought this watching this last night. And I'm sure she, you know, enjoys uh, working for AEW because I'm sure the pay's really good, as opposed to trying to, to 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 book dates on the indies and such. Yeah. You know, the security of working for a major company, I'm sure, is great. That being said, uh, I know she had a tryout at the Performance Center, mm. um, and what she's doing now, I guess, isn't that far removed from what she was doing with Joey Janela. I just wondered if she. Uh, I think she's had a match or two on Dark. Mm. If. Was she the one who like topeed out of the ring onto nothing? There was some, there was a fan video, and I don't know if this match because I don't watch the dark. Yeah, uh, where somebody like did a flip out of the ring. And she's supposed to land on like a table or something for some reason, and then she landed on absolutely nothing. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, is your question? Uh, do you, do you think she should be wrestling? No, I was wondering. She, she, would she prefer to be wrestling? Yeah. I I don't know if she's getting paid all the same. I mean, uh, everybody, we always say everybody's different. Exactly. Like, everybody's different. Um, so, no. I just I don't, don't know. know. I mean, like, if she was brought into AEW, granted, I have no idea what those negotiations were like. If she went into the, the situation thinking, oh, I'm going to come in here and get an opportunity to wrestle more. Because remember, mm-hmm. we saw her at All Out, and she did all that stuff. Yeah, she, yeah, she was a lot no of fun. No idea. Yeah, she was a lot no of fun. No idea. Yeah. And then, uh, I think she's had a couple matches on Dark, but... You know, if if she signed on thinking I'm gonna to wrestle and then she's I would kind think of filling the same role she did previously. This is sort of speculative. This is just speculation. Totally, on this my is all part. just speculation. Somebody that is that relatively new to such a big platform, um, who I, I would think that they would have the patience or the understanding that you'd need patience. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you know what? Let me just keep going out there doing everything they're asking me to to the full. Oh, totally, extent. totally. And then maybe I'll get my shot. It's not like she was wrestled in WWE or she's been mm-hmm. like wrestling mm-hmm. hardcore in the Indies for 15 years. It's not like they have Mercedes. It's not like if they had signed Mercedes Martinez and, the, and that's what they were having yeah, her yeah, do. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I suspect somebody that young would probably have some patience. Or Patrick some Oliva says that was Sadie Gibbs. I wasn't trying. Oh, to, that was Sadie Gibbs. Okay. I wasn't trying to okay. insinuate that maybe she was frustrated or something, but just. I just no, it's sure. a, it's a good question to ask. Like, okay, so I the same thing about Sunny Kiss. Mm-hmm. I have not seen Sunny Kiss 
at all. He's had on, matches on, on dark, dark, yeah, and and he's got another one. I think he tagged with somebody. I don't know. Orange Cassidy? No, I don't think. No, somebody else. I forget who. But I just, I just saw it. Um, but I haven't seen. I haven't. He hasn't been on on, uh, on Dynamite. Yeah. Um, and you ask yourself, do you think Sonny Kiss would like to have a know, larger role? Given yeah, that, yeah. given that he, I mean, the thing about Sonny Kiss is that. He had a fairly large profile on the in the independent realm. Well, and also, when prior when, to AEW, in the first couple of press conferences, and they made a, a a point of announcing, yeah, that he was on board. So. Yeah, and he had like some of the buzziest entrance stuff yeah. at the pay per views. Yeah, and then I've not seen him mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think that somebody like that might be a little bit more frustrated. Oh, maybe, or maybe yeah. he's also very young. And maybe he thinks, hey, you know what? I'm wrestling on dark. Like, you know, I'm going to make an impact. I'm going to be out there. And mm-hmm. eventually they make will the use me on Whatever uh, opportunity is presented yeah. to me. You would like to think all these people have positive attitudes. Totally, totally, totally. But who knows? Maybe when their contract's up, they're going to be like, no, screw that. I'm going to NXT. Uh, Matt Baker says uh, Penelope's had one match on dark. Okay. All right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Just, just crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she's great. Uh, the the character work that spot where Cody kind of rears back to punch Kip and 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 hits her a little bit, and she falls and acts like she passed out completely. Yeah. And then the, I mean, she's essentially she was doing like a very Zelina Vega thing. Well, that's what she was doing for Joey too. Exactly. Least, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, and that Rana she hit was great. And when she does that handspring uh, elbow thing all the way across the ring, that's fantastic. Oh, that's interesting. Ricardo Lopez Ortiz says Sonny Kiss is about to graduate from engineering school as well, so his dates are limited. Oh, okay. That's really cool. All right. That's really neat. There you go. Learn something new every day. I yeah. love the friendos are always just chock full of good info here, man. Unless they're all just lying to us. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, let's get to the part about Arn just coming into the ring. So... <laughs> Cody takes off his weight belt. He's about to, t- to toss it to the crowd like he he is often want to do. That's like thirty bucks per show. He's got to toss that weight belt into the ring. Man, the ring. that dude is. A I know he took a private jet back home after the show. Well, he's exactly. not a billionaire. He's a millionaire. Um, and they're already about to toss it. Penelope grabs it from him. Uh, Kip tries to sneak attack him. Instead, Cody hits a disaster kick. And as he's going for the cover, Penelope forward tosses her shoe in the ring, and it does the job. I guess it distracts the ref yeah. after he uh, turns around, Kip picks up the kicks shoe, out. and so he kicks it out. And then Arn grabs the shoe, and he's, like, <laughs> pissed about it. He's pissed about the yeah. shoe. He's talking to the ref, and he's mad at Penelope. And so he tosses the shoe into the crowd. Penelope screams. Let me ask you something. What? This old dude has a game plan. Has he not actually scouted these two? Does he not know that they are up to all sorts of no, shenanigans? No, he should have done. Oh. He's throwing the review flag. <laughs> Get that, that red flag in his back flag. pocket, throw it in, Review ask the, the ref to look at the footage. Uh, Kip should have been disqualified at least twice. Yeah. That's what point. he should have done instead of bumping into the ref. So he gets, Arn gets in the ring, chest bumps the ref. <laughs> chest bumps him. And the ref's like, all right, you're gone. Yeah, you're done now. And then Cody steps up and is like, it's fine, Arn, I got it. Like I, he was telling him to get out. I really wish. Yeah, I really wish. And then Cody, Cody started. He started wrestling better after Arn was gone because he ends up like finishing the match with three crossroads. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because it was like it was like maybe five minutes after that point that that match was wrapped up. So yeah. Cody was fine. Yeah, he was fine. Yeah. I kind of wish Cody's response would be one more that's just laughter. You know, like he's. I would be cracking up. Because he doesn't need Arn. No. So it is pretty, it's pretty amusing to see this old grizzly bear 
chest bump, this little tiny ref. Yeah. Uh, Matt Baker says it's uh, Sonny Kiss and Brandon Cutler that were tagging. Thank you. That's, that's what Thank you, Dr. Baker DMD. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So anyways, you mentioned, yeah, Cody uh, reverses Kip Sabian's finish. Hits Cody Cutter, three crossroads for the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, next, Britt Baker. <laughs> Another interview with uh, Tony Schiavone. How, dude, so I don't – how much of this – because obviously she's she's doing her best. There is a, a, a sea change between what we got last week and what we got this focused. week. Focused. It was completely focused. She knew what was she going at. I would, I would, be, I would love to be a fly on the wall – if her and Adam Cole Bebe, they're romantically linked, probably yeah. living together, I think. Yeah, maybe. Uh, because obviously he is the master of this stuff. Yeah. And obviously if you know somebody who is really good at this stuff and it's what you've got to do for your job, there's probably going to be some commiseration. Oh, totally. I would love to. I would love to know because this was like, man, this was really good. Yeah, it was <laughs> oh, really good. This was really good. This was good. fantastic. So Tony... And uh, goes up to interview and her. say what you will about last week that the, the line shitty barista is hilarious. Oh, there was I mean there was there was a lot going on in that promo. Yeah, but there was a lot of good stuff in it from last week. You're just a shitty barista. You're just a shitty barista. <laughs> so Tony comes out and she's like, "Hey, you know we did pretty good last week, or at least I did. I was trending, yada yada." Uh, calls Tony Mister Starbucks, mm-hmm. grabs a mic from him, and then she starts taking Jr. to task for cutting her off last week. Don't so. ever cut me off. You sit there all pretentious and high and mighty. You resent this current generation of stars. Yeah. Uh, you you sit there and you collect your giant paycheck, but all you are is a sloppy barbecue sauce salesman who doesn't know the names of the talent. That was so good. You sit there and 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 you're and you're high and mighty while we're sitting there doing all the work. Yeah. Oh, and the crap. I'm like, hold on a second. I know this is supposed to be a heel promo, but come on. Heel that makes good points. This is this is totally just going to get her over. People are going to love this stuff. Yep. And she says, uh, uh, I promise, speaking of being here, I promise to be here every week to be the face of this division, unlike the champion, mm-hmm. Riho, yeah. who's never here. Yeah. Um, and then she goes, oh, Tony, by the smell of your gums, <laughs> I can tell you have like moderate. She, it, she said this in a very clinical way, yeah. but she said by the, and she used like terminology, but basically, yeah. You got gingivitis. You got gingivitis. You need to pick up a toothbrush. <laughs> and then she goes, Cleveland, I'm here to tell you that you finally have a baker you can trust in. Yeah. It was really good even tossing in that sports reference that wasn't too ham-fisted. Yeah, for, so I'm, I wasn't aware. I, I understood that it was a reference. Baker Mayfield's the okay. quarterback for the Browns. Oh, okay, 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 okay. And he had a bit of an up-and-down season. Okay. Oh, that's good. That's mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. All in all, focused, good. Uh, I like I like her, t- even just the tone. Like, she doesn't raise her voice. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all very clinical in and, how she talks, and it's going to get better too. Yeah. It's only going to get better the more confident she gets. Um, yeah, I really think that this is like a strong. This is a really really strong version of her character mm-hmm. that I think. Oh, that's another thing she said. She said to Jr. It's like Jr. Did you know that I'm a dentist? I know you do because it's all you talk about when yeah. I'm in the ring. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. That was really good. That was really good. But it's something that it's something that you know the women's division desperately needs, which is just a strong personality. Yeah. That you can kind of. I mean, they got Nyla Rose, and that's great. They have other personalities, but I mean, the point that she's making here that is true is that Rio is really never around. You don't really see her that often. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do need some strong anchor point, uh, some strong anchor for that division. Yes. To sort of gather around. I mean, it's, yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely what the women's division AEW has been lacking is focus. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, if you look at it again, this is more of a who won Wednesday thing. But if you look at NXT's women's division, it's like, oh, my God, it's just about it's just there's just riches there. Yeah, it's it really an embarrassment is of riches. It is. You got like freaking Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox in this crazy good feud. There ain't no titles on the line. It, none of that. We didn't even see we didn't even see Rhea Ripley nope. this week. Nope. And yet we had or Bianca Belair. We had uh, yeah, we had a real a killer match. Shotzi did a run in. Shotzi Blackheart, Deanna Parazzo. We had Tegan Knox, Dakota Kai with a Candice run in, and then we also had uh, uh, Chelsea Green, and uh, that's three. Mm-hmm. That's three along with a, with Candice LeRae in there. No EO. There's no. Uh, uh, I know she apparently is hurt, mm-hmm. but you know like. So many of the other NXT women weren't even on the show. Yeah, yeah, and they still managed so to get deep. three matches in, all with stories, none of them with titles. Yep, um, yep. it can't. It totally can be done. Yep. Uh, next backstage, uh, Young Bucks and Kenny Omega are doing an interview. Young Bucks talking about how they want to climb back to the top of the tag team rankings, and and, and they were very diplomatic with Kenny. No offense. Yeah, getting the title shot, and Kenny's like, "Oh yeah, no, totally fine." Yeah. In walks uh, Page. He stumbles in. Says, oh, hey, we got our nameplates on our titles. <laughs> uh, you know, they got nameplates for everybody. Apparently, according to, I think Sean Ross. Sean Ross Sapp said that, yeah. That, that's actually true. They actually did make pl- nameplates for everybody. And he goes, oh, here, I, I brought yours. You might actually need these sometimes. Hey, this one says Matt Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> he told him his name. Yeah, this one says Matt Jackson. That was so good. <laughs> and they're sitting there just like, you asshole. You're a real piece of crap, hey, yeah, man. it was great. Look, see, mine says hangman on it. <laughs> He says, you might need these sometime. And Kenny's like, he leaves. And Kenny's like, oh, yeah, your, yeah. your names are totally going to be on these titles. You'll, de- you'll definitely need them. <laughs> and so they announced next week. Uh, oh, this is a mess. So you, Kenny. This is when Paige is going to show up drawing probably. In his infinite wisdom, decides to book all these guys in a match together on the same side. Against Butcher and the Blade, and team of their choosing, which later announced to be the Lucha Brothers. <laughs> oh, it was? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. my God. Kenny, just stop, man. You just you got to take this loss for a bit. You got to distance yourself from the Bucks yep. because you're a tag team champion. Hangman needs you. Yep. Uh, you just got to. You can't play both sides. Mm-mm. You can't do it, man. Oh, it's so good though. Here, this one says Matt Jackson. Oh, Page is the best. <laughs> Absolute best. <laughs> you really and you can tell the guy's having fun. Oh hell yeah! And he knows what he's doing. And he gets to, to walk around, and drink beer. Yeah, exactly. Not too bad. Uh, next, SCU versus the Hybrid Two. They should hoss them up, man. <laughs> they should say, "Hey, stop working on your core." Just you know, I feel like Jericho's already kind of doing that. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if he was like. Part of me thinks that he was doing that on purpose because it was getting kind of out of control there. Like I was looking this way, I was like, yeah, "It looks a little bit more manageable." Yeah, but like around Wrestle Kingdom, he had a full on gut going. Yeah, you know. I mean, who am I to talk? I'm just saying, like, you know, two years ago, 2017, I think, Jericho, he was, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it, if, if he was doing it on purpose. Oh, it makes total sense. It'd make all the sense in the world yeah, for yeah. his character. It wouldn't surprise you know? me if he was doing a Fat Mac thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. You know? <laughs> that's, that's the best. Um, so, anyways, uh, this was a fun enough match. Uh, the SCU comes out wearing uh, Kobe jerseys. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, I didn't catch the the Parker reference with the hybrid yeah, two, but in hindsight, sense. I totally yeah. see. Yeah. Um, SCU picks up the win with SCU later. Afterwards, Dark Order pops up on the uh, Tron. They address Christopher Daniels. Uno says the Exalted One is not happy with him, so Daniels, his friends, his family are going to be targeted. 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 The targeted. Um, 
So it'd be interesting to see how they turn this all around to Christopher Daniels being the exalted one. Well, they they were so specifically going after him. I don't know. It's probably too. It's it's probably like. I don't know. I feel like if it's actually going to be him, they probably would have gone after a couple people first in this manner. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I do. My thing is this. I do think that they could tell a really interesting story. Ooh, how about this? Sorry, I interrupt you. What if what if he is the exalted one? He doesn't know it. It's like a Manchurian candidate situation. Yeah, that's good. Where something happens and boop. Yeah, that's he good. He reverts back to being exalted one. That's a messed up movie. Oh, yeah. That's a messed up movie. Because, like, you couldn't show too much violence back then, but it's, like, super violent. It's, like, crazy. I mean, they had to pull out of theaters after the Kennedy assassination. Oh, huh. I think I remember hearing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's crazy. I was, like, 10 when that movie came out. 1962 or two. <laughs> um, I mean, they pulled it out of theaters. They pulled it out of, like, circulation. Like yeah, that. yeah. That's not. That wouldn't be surprising at all. Um, it's a really good movie, though. But, no. So, I could, I could see him being the higher power here. Yeah. And SCU would have to try to get him back. Number one, you got to get. I, I really want Daniels out of SCU, anyways. It's just he he comes off like dad, mm-hmm. and I know it's I know it's appealing. I know they're all friends, and you you get that you understand the chemistry. But I think that that'd be the perfect role for him. He doesn't seem to be wrestling all that much anymore. Um, and I think putting him in this role, I think it'd be pretty cool. You know. So, anyways. Uh, Matt Baker says Instagram video of Paige throwing Scorpio's name tag in garbage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta watch that. I gotta watch that. Um, Paige is great. After that, we had a, a great, great, great. It's all grainy, black and white. Pack, pack, pack. Uh, promo, black and white. He was like, it looked like a, a stairwell in a cave or something. Yeah. It was or a castle. Mm-hmm. It was like dank, dingy dingy yeah. and it was just like he hawked up a lung halfway through it it was spectacular <laughs> yeah it was really well edited um and he says i'm not gonna do anything on your time table kenny oh you'll get around to our match when you have time oh when it's convenient for you guess what starting next week it's all gonna be on my time table. You're on my timetable it was great yeah it was really good Blech. at the very end it was like a weird yeah fantastic yeah it was really good stuff and then main event private party and darby allen versus inner circle was there anything on being the elite that motivated Private Party and Darby Allen being on the same page? Other than they both had matches, like Private Party beat they both had XLEX and, yeah. and Jericho beat Darby Allen. I don't really appearance. care. I thought they were great together. There were a lot of oh fun. yeah. Uh, so Private Party and Darby Allen make the way to the ring first. Uh, as uh, XLEX come in the ring, uh, Darby leaves the skateboard ringside, and Ortiz just like tosses it on, tosses it out of the side. It'd be, it'd be cool if Darby came down with Private Party though. In his own, like what he would think of as a party, mm-hmm. you know, his own weird party clothes. Which he probably just wears the exact same thing. Probably, yeah. Seems like he's gonna go to some like weird goth club, anyways. Hang out with Damian Priest. Maybe. Hello, Darby. Would you like a donut? Mm, no, I. Uh, no, I uh, shouldn't. Why is he asking himself if he wants a donut? I don't know. That's weird. Uh, fun match. Uh, private parties. Fun to watch. Yeah, they they're are. a great tag they're team. A Darby Allen is over huge, big time. People love him. Yeah. Uh, in the end, though, Jericho pins Isaiah Cassidy after a nasty-looking Judas effect. He's getting that down so it actually looks like it could hurt somebody. Yeah. Remember when he first started the first video package where he introduced it and even the first one he gave to Kenny? I was like, ah, I'm yeah. not buying this really. It was like Cena's cheesy new punch Jackie yeah. Chan thing yeah. that he came up with. It was on par with that. It was like, mm. But now it looks like he's doing it within the flow of the match and there's no setup. Yeah, right. Yeah. It can come out of nowhere. Yeah. And he's actually put a little bit of oomph behind it. Yeah, he's feeling it more for sure. Yeah. Anyways, it was, it was a fun enough match. 
uh, when uh, Darby got that hot tag, he went on a great run, just mm-hmm. laying people out. It was pretty cool. He's another guy. You mentioned this in the NXT review who can put together a lot of offense in a very small yes. period of time. Yes. And it's just a lot of fun to watch. So uh, as soon as the bell rings to end the match, inner circle, uh, they start attacking uh, Darby and private party. Uh, Jericho uh, uses the uh, the belt to attack him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sammy goes ringside to get Darby's skateboard. Uh, Jericho's about to hit Darby with the belt. And Sammy's like, no, I got this. Uh, he rams the skateboard into Darby's gut and then puts it under his chin, rams it on his throat. Um, and that's when Mox runs down the ring with the baseball bat, fights off the inner circle. They flee. He stands tall to end the show. If that's going to be the, what is it called? Revolution? Is that mm-hmm. the, yeah. In about a month. If Sammy versus Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen. Oh, that'd be great. Holy crap. That would be really good. That's going to be a show stealer right mm-hmm. there. Because mm-hmm. those are two of my favorite wrestlers. Yeah, that'd be really good. All right, man. Let's answer some questions. Sounds good. Yeah. I, I, I really enjoy talking about AEW these days. I feel like they're on like, they're doing enough stuff to sort of experiment and still find their voice, but at the same time, like they, they have a lot of fun stuff going on. Uh, Ricardo Lopez Ortiz says, according to Janela, Tony Khan took him and Darby to a club, and Darby just wore his ring gear and makeup. That's hilarious. Oh, that's we did we mention the the, the Joey Janela getting between? No, sorry. Yeah. So during the uh, Cody match, yeah, uh, Kip and it's like a suicide dive. Yeah, and yeah. Kip and, and Penelope Ford, they were near like the corner of the ring barrier thing or the, the crowd barrier, and they were kissing, and Joey Janela sort of comes up out of nowhere. He's in the crowd in the front, and he gets in between them for a cheesy, like, he gets in between their kiss. Yeah, and he has a they huge, sandwich him. huge smile on his face. Yeah, and then he flips him off. Yeah. And he goes, it was pretty funny it stuff. It was pretty funny. Uh, Simon Bronson says, missed the AEW intro, got me so hyped for the show. They didn't run their opening package for Dynamite last night. Oh yeah, they went for a while. I don't really think they just do cold opens now. I really like their intro. Uh, Pat says petition to get Moxley Moxley's theme replaced with Metal Gear Solid Encounter theme or any uh, Metal Gear Solid song. There you go. Is that like a real thing? I don't. I never played any of the. You played whenever we did the Ten for the Wins. You played a bunch of Metal Gear. I think. Yeah, I played some. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of uh, if you're not used to. At least I wasn't. I didn't play a lot growing up. Uh, it's it's such a different experience that trying to play it cold for the first time is kind of frustrating because there's a lot of talking. Oh yeah, it's it's narrative heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of the gameplay mechanics felt foreign to me because like I don't play stealth games. I have zero patience. I tried one last time. I tried to play a uh, manhunt. I just I just want to like go and put plastic bags on everybody's head. But some of you have to do stealth. Yeah, not into that. Yeah. Jimmy Thomas, when is AEW going to utilize their AAA partnerships like Impact does? I would love to see Dr. Wagner Jr. or Fabi Apache. Uh, I'd just give it time. Give it time. I'd give it time. Yeah, hopefully they do some, you know, cross stuff at at Triple Mania. August. Uh, Matt Baker makes a good point. Darby is really getting over right now, especially with the younger crowd. I've seen a lot of kids with his makeup. Yeah, the last two shows. Yeah, there was like a little, are you kidding? We only have one. Damn it. <laughs> this is what happens when you put a question thread up right before the show goes no, I, on. Was it, I put one up earlier today. Oh, you you put one up too? Maybe that's one. An AEW one? Yeah, I put one up after we were, we were done with NXT. Oh, okay. Crap. Okay. Is there, are there two? No, I'm sure. Well, now probably there are. Okay. I didn't know you put one up, so that was yeah. probably just the one that I put up. Okay, good. I'm glad. I always mean to put them up during the show, and sometimes I forget. Well, you mean to put up the actual show when they're on, not while actually recording the show. During the actual, yeah, when the program is on. I mean, that was one. There, no, you got it. It's right here. Well, still, it's only four. Well, it's more than one. But that's one. Two of them are Adrian C's. Three of them. No, two of them are Adrian C. 
Thanks, Adrian C. Thank you. Here's his questions. Uh, did you hear the comments from Cody saying how they have huge plans for Orange Cassidy? Without a mid-card title, how huge can they actually be? Be able to have a mid-card title. He's the exalted one. There you go. Uh, Adrian uh, Siege, y'all happen to see Sammy invading the Rumble all by himself on Sunday in a mini tank. How great is Sammy? The mini tank is a thing these days. Apparently. I heard about it. I didn't see it. Yeah. Uh, Josh Perez, I think you missed the Baker versus uh, Yuka Sakazaki match announcement in that Yuka video during the commercial. Uh, didn't mention it, but yeah, it was announced for next week. There's some other match announcements. Just didn't cover it. Yeah. Uh, Billy Gibson, it's fairly obvious that the inner circle will try to get involved in the title match or revolution. Who should Mox bring as a backup? Or mm. What type of gimmick should the match have to keep from ending in a DQ I don't finish? think they're going to end the match of that of that high stature in, in a DQ. Uh, Jericho's band, Fozzie, announced a bunch of tour dates. Mm. Uh, I think it's through the end, starting at the end of March, going till early May, I want to say. Well, they could still overbook it a tad, just making sure that the finish is a good, clean 10 minutes yeah, 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 yeah. after some stuff going on. So, that being said, I mean, would it be Private Party and Darby Allen since he came down and Maybe, I guess, I guess I had know. their back? Anyways, Mox is probably going to win that title. Oh, I think he's going to win yeah. that title. I think that's obvious, yeah. Double J, Joe Jensen, ain't he great? Did you notice how uncomfortable Jake Hager looked when Santana and Ortiz's thugs came out? Oh, that's funny, Double J. That's funny. Uh, let's see here. That's it. That's all I got for questions. No, no more questions? Got questions. That's all we got. Any more questions? Uh, and then we didn't get another, another. Again, we didn't get the YouTube notification. Weird. Michael Sorrow says, why do you think NXT isn't getting the teen views? So, uh, yeah, they've they've. it's interesting because the last two weeks, the first hour of Raw has been number one in the 18 to 49 demo. Yeah. Um, but yet consistently, AEW best sometimes doubles NXT's numbers in that particular demo. Yeah. Even though you'd think based on like the caliber wrestling, roughly the same, um, uh, in terms of, of what the wrestlers did prior to joining their respective promotions, a lot of crossover. You'd think there'd be a lot of appeal uh, in that demo for both shows, yet that doesn't seem to be the case. I have no idea. I don't no know. Either. I don't know why NXT's main demographic is over fifty years old. See, Matt Baker says because NXT doesn't have the younger guys like Darby and Sammy. Velveteen Dream is like twenty three. They do have they do have younger competitors. I think that they did. I think that being the elite reached such a different audience that explains a lot of it. I think that the yeah. fact that they were in Hot Topic. Um, which obviously, if you ever go into a hot topic, you'll see AEW's demographic there. Seemingly, uh, I think the fact that they were able to penetrate that market through being the elite, um, I don't think it, it has. Helps. Yeah. I don't. I mean, even like I think when I was talking to Joey Ryan at the Virgil show, mm -hmm. he was like, "The being the elite stuff is crazy. These some of these people aren't even wrestling fans. Yeah. So it seems like they're just following the stories, and it's gotten these young younger people into wrestling." Mm -hmm. As far as why NXT has such a hard time with it, I have I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know either. Um, but they said being the because they don't have that anchor on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they have, the performance center has a channel, but it's not. No, it's not geared towards their yeah. younger viewership at all. They're doing something completely different. So, uh, Ricardo says NXT is a really good technical painting. It's good, but it's kind of boring. AEW is an impressionist painting. It's messier but more fun. 
That's a, that's a pretty decent yeah, analogy there. Good it's metaphor there from Mr. Bad. Ortiz. Uh, Michael Sorrow says, is it the pageant, is it the pageantry? Like maybe they enjoy the goofy WCW stuff. I mean, it is a, it's a, it's AEW still feels, I think this NXT feels like, well, it, it, part of it too. I wonder if NXT feels establishment because it is part of the larger WWE apparatus. Whereas AEW is very much still the the new kid on the block. I don't know. I mean, I I think it's a matter more of exposure than perception, though. I think that like being the elite, like you know, they built this brand and were able to capture like the you know the younger kids because like everybody's all the young all the kids are on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas NXT is a spinoff of WWE. When have they ever? I mean, I, I get what you're saying with Raw and, and their current demographics, but like honestly, I don't know. Like you said, they don't have that anchor. They don't have the same anchor that being the elite no, had with no. their YouTube. No, show. I, don't, I don't think there's one answer. It's probably a variety yeah. of things. You know, there's some people that are just burnt out of WWE product, and they're like, "Well, yeah, here NXT is good, but it's still just WWE." I don't know that. I mean, you, I you could be right. I just don't. I, I, I don't know. I'm. I don't see the the logic in that. But who knows? I don't know. So. Yeah, I mean, there's also D minor says AEW is just fresher. It's the new thing that people want to see. Like I am, I am interested in AEW a lot because I mean, I know the wrestlers involved, but it's new, and I like to see something mm-hmm. grow and build. And mm-hmm. I think maybe there is something to be said for that too. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Ortiz says my non wrestling friends also connect way more with AEW wrestlers as individuals as opposed to the NXT wrestlers when I've invited them mm-hmm. to watch shows. Part of what you're saying could there could be an element of truth in terms of the establishment of WWE is that AEW's outreach, their inclusiveness is a, is something that really appeals to teenagers. We didn't mention it during the show, but during the commercial break after Cody's match, what do you do? He went around ringside, signed autographs. Yeah. During the picture in picture. I mean, that's just, that's just one little bit of what they do on a regular basis. Yeah. Is they're approachable, uh, on social media. Uh, they do meet and greets all the time. What what I'm talking about though, is how forward they've been with the inclusiveness. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, Nyla Rose, for example, you know, being out there for the transgender stuff. Um, Sunny kiss is another example. Like that stuff is just, it's having a couple of teenagers in, in my life, you know, my, my stepkids and my niece, like, it's a lot different than it was when we were kids, man. It's a, it's a lot more in, in many ways is a lot more accepting. I'm not saying that everything's great in high school these days because seemingly it's not, but like things are a lot different. Like, and people notice that inclusiveness stuff, you know, mm-hmm. it really goes a long way, which is, which is fantastic. But like with WWE, it's like, you know, even with NXT, everybody knows that that stuff is like lip service and they never really, they're so reactive as opposed to proactive, proactive and, yeah. There, there's a, there that lacks um, credibility and it, it oh, yeah. lacks it lacks a genuine desire to see change. Totally, they're just like, oh yeah, we're all about you know putting our women uh, up at the front when we have to. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. oh they can't go to Saudi Arabia. We're not going to kill the deal. We're just going to do one women's pay per view. Yeah, and then when people want another one, eh, I don't know. It's we'll in the cards. See Maybe about that. we'll see. Uh, Aubrey James says, why get invested in NXT when you know they're going to get called up to the main roster and be buried? There is a a certain amount of uh, minor league baseball uh, situation there, or at least maybe historically, maybe not so much recently. No, but that lingers. You're you're, you're absolutely right. That lingers. I I don't think that that, I do not think 
you know, even as recent, you know, Shayna Baszler's headed to Raw. Yeah. There's not going to be any. Uh, she's just going to show up on Raw. And the consequences in NXT is simply she's disappeared. Yeah. If I'm a Shayna Baszler fan and I really enjoyed her work on NXT, why don't I get some sort of satisfying conclusion to her story totally. where I am then provided? And I, I know maybe it's re, maybe it's supposed to be Rhea Ripley. Maybe that's supposed to be the satisfying conclusion of the story. But if I don't want to watch Raw and I'm a Shayna Baszler fan. What outlet do I have? Well, I'm not, you know, it's the, the character's gone now. Yeah. Where with AEW, it's like, granted, it's a wrestling business. In three years, I might be gone. But right now, they're there. And, and it's, it's in NXT, not that they're, excuse me, not marketing their stars. They are. But it's, it's I understand the point. And I use the analogy to my league baseball team because we have one here. And it's gone through a couple different organizations. And sure, yeah. A ton of players. And if you want to be a fan of a minor league baseball team, you have to be a fan of just, it's like municipal pride, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. You want to yeah. see your, your, your city's team do well. Yeah. You can't get connected to the players no. because either getting called up, they're getting traded, they're getting released. Mm -hmm. uh, the turnover on a minor league team is, is astronomically high. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so it's hard to get connected on a personal level to that team when season after season, the squad is like 75% different. There's a lot of good points being made in chat right here from Ricardo. Uh, first, uh, to them, the to his friends, the NXT wrestlers all look too similar. It's like when a non-comic book fan says that all comic book art looks the same. That's a really good point because the NXT wrestlers, by and large, like I can think of one exception at Shotzi, the NXT wrestlers all come off as sort of just like people and not necessarily characters. In AEW, I think they straddle a really cool line between character and person. You know what I mean? Like it is a very colorful show and they wear very colorful outfits. Yeah. In NXT, everything is very muted. Yeah. Um, Michael Saro says, I know what keeps me away is, yes, NXT has great matches, but they are all great, so it means much less. I understand that point, too. I do, too. I understand that point. Um, he says, matches don't need to last 87 years. And I, to I totally get that point. Sometimes with NXT, because the reason why... I want to, I need sort of quiet in the room is like, I know I'm about to go through a marathon of very physical matches. That ain't for everybody. Mm -mm. That stuff isn't for everybody. So yeah, interesting stuff. Yep. Good talk, everybody. Good, good job. Anyways, uh, thanks everybody for watching. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, for patrons, we've got Who Won Wednesday coming up very, very shortly. Uh, along with, we're going to film our news brief with it. So you can yes. watch that live as well. Uh, and yeah, hopefully we'll, uh, catch you guys tomorrow night for our SmackDown and beer review, re SmackDown and beer review. Exactly. Yeah. We should start adding, you know, maybe we could get some beer sponsors if we start reviewing beer along with SmackDown. We could do, maybe I'll do this. I have a really good, uh, uh, beer store near my house every week. Just pair SmackDown with a different beer based on the preview of the show. I like it. I think that's a great idea. There we go. And then I'll reach out to Jerry, our manager, and be like, hey, this is what we're doing. Find us a beer sponsor. There we go. All right, cool. Look at that. Too good, me, brother. Thanks for watching. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now 
All you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.